Good morning. Thank you for having me. Ms. Dube, the decision by the National Prosecuting Agency to reinstate these corruption charges against the former president, what is your assessment? Well, I think we need to consider the fact that the head of the National Prosecuting Authority, Sean Abrams, I think he was really between a rock and a hard place. And I think, in essence, the Supreme Court of Appeal very much made the decision for him. So it certainly does not come as a surprise that the 2007 charges are simply being reinstated because the Supreme Court of Appeal judgment was very thorough and it dealt with almost every single conceivable ground of objection that could have been made by either the former President Zuma or the National Prosecuting Authority itself. So in that sense, Sean Aiken's announcement on Friday simply does not come as a surprise. Mm-hmm. When can we expect this case to be ventilated in court? Well, bearing in mind that it's the KwaZulu-Natal High Court that has jurisdiction, so we would expect to see all of the action coming from out from Durban, but also bearing in mind, you know, the generally slow nature of legal proceedings in South Africa, we could expect to see within probably the next few weeks the president making his first court appearance. But then bearing in mind the number of witnesses that need to be called, as well as the fact that the defense would need to cross-examine all of these witnesses, I think it's one of those trials that could probably run into three to four years. If we also consider the fact that if a verdict of guilt is entered, then there's a very high likelihood, well, at least if we consider the manner in which the former president approaches um, such matters, then there's a very high likelihood of the matter being appealed. So we would expect to see this matter being in the news headlines for the next three to four years. Is there a possibility that the former president could perhaps avoid a trial and perhaps into, uh, enter into a plea bargain agreement? Well, bearing in mind that the whole idea behind a plea bargain is to get the lesser wrongdoer to agree to certain um, to, 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 to agree to certain wrongdoing in order to allow the prosecution to then, on the strength of that witness, catch the person who's who's guilty of having committed the even greater offences. But of course, in this instance, we're talking about the former president himself being more or less the kingpin in all of these allegations of wrongdoing. So it would be a bit difficult for him to enter into a plea bargain, bearing in mind that at the end of the day, it's really himself that the National Prosecuting Authority should be going after. Mm-hmm. Now, the former president's uh, legal representative is now considering taking on review the decision by the National Prosecuting Agency to reinstate those corruption charges against him. Legally speaking, is this even possible? Well, it's almost laughable in a sense, because right now we need to consider what exactly is before the court. So the 2007 decision has been revived. So it means that that's the decision that the president's legal team wants to have taken on review. And remember the 2007, um, so really I think it's perhaps a misapprehension of the law or 
probably his attempt to simply clutch at straws because legally speaking, there's very little room for any kind of, of, of challenge at, at, at this particular moment. And I think the Supreme Court of Appeal made it quite clear that there are certain decisions which are not up to the National Prosecuting Authority to make, but they're for the courts to make. So this is really a matter in which which needs to be ventilated in an open um, court of law rather than the National Prosecuting Authority itself. So which decision can be taken on review? The 2009? Well, right now, the only avenue is really for the court, it is really for the, um, well, right now, really, there's no decision that can be taken on review from Mm. a legal perspective. The only avenue is really for the legal proceedings to commence, you know, the legal proceedings into the allegations of corruption, racketeering, fraud, and money laundering. That's really the only avenue that's left for the defense. And right now, they really should be preparing good defenses to those allegations. I think the time for challenging the actual decision is long past. Has Sean Abrams done the right thing? And, and why, in your view, do you think it has taken so long? Well, I'm quite concerned. I, I think if we take a clinical view without considering the context or the political context of the matter, you could argue that this is an important affirmation for the rule of law and that Sean Abrams has done the right thing. But then I think we also need to go beyond that and consider the fact that Sean Abrams was quite opposed to the review application and that a lot of the grounds of his objection mirrored those of the president. And we also need to consider the fact that there's been a change in the political leadership in the country. So his decision coming at this particular moment would appear to suggest that he probably isn't acting independently and that his views tend to be aligned with the politics the day. So I think that on its own is quite a concerning development and I'm not sure that we should be faulting the political parties that are currently calling for his head because I think he hasn't done a lot in terms of bringing the country into into its confidence of the NPA as an Mm -hmm. independent authority. Is there a loophole for the pre- for the former president's legal representative to question the announcement by Abrams as the NPA head, seeing that uh, constitutionally he's not supposed to be there? Well, it's it's really a technicality, but we need to consider the fact that even though the Supreme Court of or, or was it or the um, Pretoria High Court had basically said that uh, Sean Abrams was not support, was not meant to be in that position, but we need to bear in mind that Sean Abrams is appealing that decision, and the effect of the appeal is that it suspends the initial order of the High Court. So going on that, for all intents and purposes, the law treats him as the head of the National Prosecuting Authority. So legally speaking, there wouldn't be any grounds to question his current tenure in in that office because his appeal has the effect of suspending the High Court decision. Pepe I thank you so much for your time and joining us and giving us some clarity there. Thank you very much.
Thank you much, Ms. Dube. That was the director of the Centre for Constitutional Rights, Pepe Dube, joining us on the line. I would like to get your take on this story. Are you surprised by the NPA's decision to prosecute the former president? And what do you make of the decision by the president now to basically challenge that decision? On your heard, we played an insert of the former NPA spokesperson, Makosini Nkosi, saying that the 2005 trial of the then former Deputy President Jacob Zuma was one of his worst moments. He joins us now on the line. A very good morning to you, sir, and welcome. <laughs> Mr. Nkosi, can you hear me? Well, it seems like we have a slight delay there in the line. We're just going to see if we can get him back. I uh, would like to find out from him what's the story. So in the meantime, let me just take a quick look at what you are telling me on the messages uh, on Twitter. Mofubelu uh, says, I'm not surprised at all. Uh, some years taken uh, is the same years that it will take to drag the final verdict. There will be an, an appeal after an appeal again. Well, let's see if we uh, can get back uh, uh, to Mr. Corsi. Very good morning to you, sir. Can you hear us now? I can hear you, Elvis. Good morning. Wonderful. Now, in a clip that we played earlier, you said that the 2005 trial of the then former Deputy President Jacob Zuma was the worst moments of your life. Tell us about that experience during that trial and why was it the worst moments? Look, I think, um, you know, uh, there was a bit of naivety on my part uh, because when I was working for the NPA, I thought that, uh, you know, everyone in the country was about... uh, the rule of law, uh, justice, equality before the law and everything. And I had been hired by the NPA to communicate on its behalf, and I did exactly that. Uh, but uh, there was a, a bit of a backlash uh, from uh, political quarters uh, and also people who consider themselves supporters of uh, the former deputy president. But I must say that I never received any ill treatment or anything of the sort uh, from the man himself. And I think that it could very well have been uh, people who thought they were doing his bidding. That backlash that you received, do you think that at that point in time you made, uh, or, or the NPA made the correct decision? Look, prosecuting uh, the former president was always uh, inevitable. Uh, you remember that uh, in 2003, then National Director of Public Prosecution, Bulelani Nguka, took a decision that he was not going to charge uh, the then deputy president, but he was going to charge uh, the person who was supposed to be his co-accused, Shabir Sheikh. And uh, as things happened uh, at the Devon High Court, uh, Mr. Sheikh, he was uh, convicted on all charges. And uh, among those charges, there was a charge of corruption. And corruption, (laughs) you have a corrupter and a corruptee, the corrupter and the person being corrupted. And now the person being uh, a, a corrupter was found guilty, but there was no corresponding uh, corruptee, and it was inevitable uh, I- I- during the time of uh, Vusipikoli that those charges uh, be brought against uh, the former deputy president, and the public interest demanded that uh, action be taken. Now, as a former NPA spokesperson, do you feel vindicated now that the, the case will be ventilated finally in court? Well, it's not a matter of feeling vindicated. I think the person who would be in that position uh, would be Mr. Vusi, uh, Advocate Vusi Pigoli, who took the decision. But that said, I think uh, as South Africans, we allow ourselves to be distracted. Um, Mr. Zuma is no longer president of the country. He's a former president. 
This country has many, many other pressing issues that we should be focusing on that we are not focusing on, unfortunately. But uh, it is understandable because the charges being brought against Mr. Zuma speak to equality before the law. It speaks to constitutionalism. It speaks to the rule of law. So in that sense, it is a good thing and it is to be welcomed that the decision has been taken. But I would caution against us focusing on President Zuma as if uh, sending him to jail or finding him guilty will solve all the problems of South Africa. He was uh, seen, at the very least, as someone who was uh, institutionalizing corruption, but he was not doing those things. If he did, uh, those alleged uh, corruption uh, issues are not, cannot be pinned on him alone. There are other people as well. And I think uh, we should look beyond the person of uh, from our president Zuma. Now, the Council for the Advancement of the South African Constitution, KSAG, they are saying that they do not want the NPA head, Sean Abrams, involved in the prosecution of the former president, Jacob Zuma. Do you think that he's the right man to take the NPA forward? Look, I must say uh, at the outset that I, when I worked at the NPA, uh, advocate uh, Sean Abrams was one of the people who was very friendly, very nice, a uh, straight guy, and in fact, when he was appointed on my Facebook page, I celebrated his appointment because I knew him to be an upstanding prosecutor, a man who uh, does not, uh, you know, fall, suffer fools easily. But unfortunately, he hasn't covered himself in glory in office. If you can see, this matter has been dragging on for a long time, and in matters where uh, the former president was applying his famous Stalingrad defense where he was questioning everything, taking everything under review. Uh, the National Prosecuting Authority under Sean Abrahams was right there with him. And there is a survey that was conducted by my organization, The Nation's Voice, uh, together with Us Africa and the University of Pretoria, which found that amongst independent institutions, the NPA ranks amongst the lowest in terms of public trust. Now, you cannot leave the situation as it is, uh, and we cannot say uh, that Sean Abrams must stay in office as if he was uh, born for this job. He's a prosecutor. There could be life after the NPA for him. And there are many jurists in the country, very uh, reputed lawyers, uh, upstanding men and women, who can take this uh, position and take the NPA forward. No, I do not think that he's the right person to take the NPA forward at this time. Do you think that uh, former NPA head Vusi Bikoli should uh, get back in that position? Is there a possibility? No, 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 I, I don't think so. There's just too much history there. Uh, look, for a position like this, and if you can look at uh, the Constitution and the NPA Act, it states that a person who should be appointed to the position by the president, of course, this is an executive decision, uh, is a person who, is, who can appear in a, in, a, in, a, in a high court, so which means somebody who is an advocate, uh, fit and proper person. There are so many lawyers in South Africa who fit that bill. If I can venture uh, a name, for instance, I would say advo- somebody like uh, Advocate uh, Vuyani Galuana, who used to work at the NPA, who was a patient's adjudicator at some point, who is an SC, is practicing as, a, as an advocate. Such a person can be appointed into the position of NPA head without any problems, without any questions being asked. Because you don't want somebody who's going to be appointed, and once they're appointed, you've got all these NGOs uh, taking that uh, appointment under review. We just don't need that negative energy as a country right now, and the NPA certainly doesn't need that. I think it needs someone who's fresh, 
It doesn't matter. We've not tainted by any history. Uh, who can take the, uh, the organization forward? Now, Mr. Nkosi, I do believe that you're jogging, but thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you. I'm having my Tumamina moment. <laughs> <laughs> As the former NPA spokesperson, Marcosini Nkosi, enjoy your jog on the line to us there. Now, the African National Congress says it's noted the decision by uh, Sean Abrams to prosecute the former president, Jacob Zuma. The party's national spokesperson, Pule Mabe, says that the party will allow the law to take its course and the former president is presumed innocent until proven otherwise. To discuss the impact of this and that this can have on the ruling party is the head of political economy faculty at the Mapungubwe Institute for Strategic Reflections at the University of Johannesburg in Kabisi Nkachana. Professor, very good morning to you and welcome. Uh, good morning, others. First and foremost, what do you think this decision by Sean Abrams to now take the, uh, the, the, to ventilate this matter in court mean for the former president and for the ruling party? Well, for the former president, it's quite uh, disappointing for him. He, he has been avoiding uh, facing charges, uh, and now finally he has to do that. So it does create a very strong possibility of him serving jail time, um, because the charges are apparently quite strong. And he also had Shadur Sheikh convicted pretty much of the same charges. So prospects of him... Uh, having a guilty verdict are uh, quite high. Uh, for the ANC, well, this is a tricky one. A tricky one because they seem to think that Jacob Zuma has some role to play in their campaign, um, especially in KZN. So in light of this, it then makes it somewhat complicated to have someone out in the campaign train. Uh, you are supposed to be anti-corruption there, but at the same time, you have someone who's the truth of corruption campaigning on your behalf. So I would imagine um, that situation uh, pretty much should cancel him out. Uh, and and hopefully, you know, they can do without him. Um, but it's also good that uh, under Silva Moposo, the NPA should be acting against corruption, especially including this case, which has been uh, delayed for so many years. Um, so they're likely to get some political capital out of uh, acting against corruption, but they might want to make sure that Zuma is not part of the campaign. The participation of the former president on the campaign trail, could this perhaps cause further rifts within the African National Congress as a party? Uh, it, it looks a little bit illogical. Um, in case that they seem to think that... Uh, um, he is their best asset, uh, that people there, some of them um, still support that quite strongly. Uh, you know, so they would want to have him. But at the same time, I think it should count for something, um, that they are acting against corruption, that they should be able to convince Kegat and voters um, that uh, we disapprove of corrupt individuals. So, you know, they shouldn't... Uh, turn against the ANC simply because they that is being accused or prosecuted for corruption. Uh, I would assume that people in KZN do disapprove of corruption. You know, you don't you, you don't support anyone regardless of whether or not that, that person is involved in in, uh, in corruption. Uh, as for risks within the ANC, well, uh, especially in the leadership, I, I don't I don't think so. I think I think everyone. Um, 
uh, is, is, is should be happy that uh, the party is finally taking a stance against corruption. Um, there might, of course, be one or two individuals, uh, possibly is Mahashula, uh, who are of the view that uh, there seems to be a campaign, some uh, conspiracy against certain individuals. Um, but of course, we would accept someone like A, so even Supra Muhammad Pillu to say that, because they are also mired in their own corruption as well. But generally, every, every all sound-minded uh, members of the ANC should welcome this thing. Now, the president is not taking this lying down, or the former president, that is. Uh, his legal representative is considering taking on review the decision by the National Prosecuting Agency to reinstate the corruption charges against him. Do you think that this was expected? Well, it is. Uh Highly expected, obviously. I mean, they they never wanted this case to go to court. Um, you know, they've been avoiding it forever, and 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 now we just heard that um, their defense will be that they're pursuing that deal uh, for the benefit of the EE. Uh, <laughs> that's that's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> you see, this is the thing about David's problem, is that uh, he never had a reasonable argument to defend himself. Um, in the Nkanda case, for instance, that Nkanda case continued and continued, and, and then finally when it landed at the Constitutional Court, they said, well, we've always intended to say. Uh, the NPA thing as well, the case at the Supreme Court, they said, well... You know, we also uh, thought that the NPA did not make a good decision by withdrawing the case, when in fact they had been <laughs> opposing the real statement of the charges. So they, they, they don't have a good a good defense. This is exactly what it means, especially what further complicates the situation for them is that Shabir Sheikh was already convicted of pretty much the same thing. So... Yeah, it, it it is difficult for them. So they, they they must come with some defense, but I'm afraid this this defense sounds quite ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Now, looking at that defense, because his lawyers uh, apparently will contest the merits of the case by seeking to prove that his actions were in line with the ANC's approach to make interventions to support black-owned business. Is that even a legal defense, though? Well, of course. I mean, they they can um, approach individuals, um, strike deals, uh, and all that. All those deals. What is required is that those deals must be legal. That no one should benefit in a corrupt manner. Uh, I have read a lot of ANC documents, and nowhere does it say that corruption is allowed. Uh, and the current president of the country has been on a campaign trail, really, um, saying that all corrupt individuals must be prosecuted. So you cannot say that you um, you pursued crime on behalf of PEE. I mean, corruption is not PEE-related. That, that's just ridiculous. So, in, in closing then, Professor, looking at the elections ahead, is it a good idea to have the former president still there and uh, the, the ideal of, of, uh, of, of the current president, Cyril Ramaphosa, to get rid of corruption, is that not uh, perhaps, uh, perhaps uh, you know, clashing with the ideals of the African National Congress? It was understandable of the ANC to think that KZ might still be used in KZM.
Um, even though I thought they were stressing that argument, they were a little bit overly cautious. Uh, but in light of this charges being stated now, I don't think it would make any sense because it is a contradictory message. You can't say you're against corruption and then have a corrupt individual campaigning for the party. It, it wouldn't make sense at all. So I think they should consider sitting out.